Hey guys, what's going on? You probably just uh, joined the other tweet, uh, the other live that I was literally just on a moment ago. Um, and um, thank you if you were. Thank you if you're joining me on this one. I do want to talk a little bit more about the the FTX collapse because uh, it just feels as though it's just getting more. And just when you think you couldn't get any bad, any worse, it's getting even worse. It's absolutely nuts what's actually going on. And um, I put on the thumbnail here that it's not a mistake. It was not someone who who messed up, right? Not using the expletives. I think this was a case of willful negligence. Just hearing some of the things that are now coming out. Um, just hearing about how the fact that the company had no board. There was really no, there was no hierarchy. There was no levels of control. Things that you would expect in just a normal company didn't exist. And how on earth, how on earth they managed to get people like BlackRock and Sequoia Capital on board without the existence of a board? I have no idea. I mean, you must have people at BlackRock and Sequoia Capital. Somebody's lost their job. Somebody has definitely lost their job because I cannot see how on earth you've put that much money. Sequoia Capital put in what? Over 200 million pounds into FTX. How did you do that? in the knowledge that there was no board whatsoever. And it's absolutely crazy. And I've just been today looking at um, his Twitter feed because he's still active on Twitter. He's still trying to, um, I guess, <sighs> demonstrate that he's trying to be helpful in some way, shape or form. He's trying to resolve issues and and all this kind of stuff. But it's a little too late at this point when you think about the fact that he was using, let me just close this off very, very quickly. To not to get distracted, I'll show you the tweets in a moment. When you start thinking about the fact that he was using client money to bail out his other company, Alameda uh, Research, you can't use client money for that. You and it, it 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 blows my mind because this was the guy who sat in the Senate talking to talking to the senator talking to the Senate about how. Things had gone awry in 2007, 2008 because of non-disclosure and the fact that they were they were they, they were manufacturing synthetic CDOs, which basically ballooned the 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 subprime mortgage market to levels that you just could not ascertain. You just you, it was it was impossible for you for you to be able to quantify the level of risk that is out there. He's the guy who was telling the Senate that. And saying how crypto is now so transparent that that has no chance of happening. But all along, he then he then later gives ten billion pounds of client money to bail out his his other company, Alameda Research. And when you start looking at who was heading up Alameda Research, there's a there's a clip of her talking about she never likes she never doesn't put stop losses. Stop losses are a very very poor risk management tool. We've lost our mind somewhere, right? We've absolutely lost our mind somewhere. And look, let's just have a look at his his tweet here because it, his Twitter feed is just... I want to know, is he going to get arrested, by the way? So obviously the headquarters was over in Bahamas. Is he going to get arrested? Because if he isn't, I mean, Jesus... <laughs> anyone can just go set up a company in Bahamas and just rip people off. 
to the tunes of billions, by the way. And this isn't even accounting the fact that there has been billions wiped off the crypto market as a result of that. But he's still actively, well, he was he was active on Twitter on Friday. He's been quiet ever since. And there are so many rumors that are swirling around right now. Apparently they got hacked. Some money's still being moved around in the millions or so. But nobody, it's all being moved to unknown wallets. Like, what on earth is actually going on? So these are the last uh, few uh, tweets that he's basically put out here. So this is on the 11th. He's just basically given an update to say um, that he's filed FTX US, um, FTX and Anameda Research Voluntary Chapter 11 Procedures in the US, okay? <laughs> um, I'm going to work on giving, uh, giving clarity on where things are in terms of user recovery um, ASAP. There was something on here that I saw a little bit early on. If I can just find it. He was talking about how he hopes that this isn't going to um, damage um, the operations of the business and how he hopes that this is going to be the end of the business. I mean, what planet, what planet does he live on? I mean, seriously, what planet does he live on? I can't, let me just see if I can actually see this. Oh yeah, so hopefully things can find a way to recover. This is on Friday. Hopefully things can find a way to recover recover hopefully this brings some amount of transfer trust trust and governance to them you had no governance you weren't transparent now everything that's happened you're now hoping that by you being on twitter and being open about what's happened that that is going to help you recover things and hopefully that's going to restore some trust and governance hopefully ultimately it can get better for customers i mean it, look at this one. This doesn't necessarily have to mean the end of the companies or their ability to, ability to provide value and fund to their customers chiefly and can be consistent with other routes. No, mate, I don't think so. Not at all. It's absolutely crazy. But the question I really wanted to kind of answer in this question, well, at least ask in this session is, what comes next? Because I do not believe that this is something where he just messed up. He didn't know what he was doing. I think that there was, he's made mistakes for sure, but I think there was a moment in time where he realized, okay, we've messed this up and he's just carried on going. And opposed to just coming clean at that point and being like, well, okay, we need to recover this, we need to fix this and being transparent, he wasn't. And so you cover up a small lie, that lie gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and bigger until you get to this point where it's like, oh crap, it's a mess. There's nothing I can do. And then this is what happens, essentially. This is more about greed more than anything else. And I think when you look at the likes of Kevin O'Leary being involved in this and how he has essentially been, been burnt by this, right? What happens next is going to be heavy regulation. And I know that I did a live last week and people were vehemently disagreeing with me, but I do not see how this leads to anything but heavy regulation from here on out. Because ultimately, what we have now is we have a series of cases where big companies have essentially gone bust because of a lack of transparency a lack of due diligence, 
and just scrupulous behavior from people who under normal circumstances, under normal regulation, right? Under normal regulation would go to prison if they did anything remotely near what some of these guys have, have essentially done. They haven't really had any fiduciary responsibility that, they, that they're accountable for. And I don't think that the regulators are going to allow any of this to continue moving forward. I'll be very, very surprised if we don't start to see, the midterms are, gonna, are pretty much over now. I'll be very, very surprised if we don't start to see the SEC in America start to really push regulation through. And this is a shame because a lot of people, even in my Discord group, are talking about the fact that, you know, do you understand what crypto is all about? Look, I completely get what crypto is all about. Banking the unbanked. Yes, it's got a noble cause. But this guy started off with this noble cause at his heart. And then greed gets the better of him and he does unscrupulous stuff because guess what? He doesn't have anybody to answer to. He doesn't have a regulator to check in on, right? He hasn't got, he hasn't got to justify what he does. It's like Superman going bad knowing nobody can stop him. That's essentially what this is like. And what he's done is he's broken something that has a noble cause at heart, which would and can still potentially help millions, billions of people worldwide. But he's set back that progress several years now. And if I'm completely honest, I think that the SEC are probably been like, finally, we've got a reason where we can actually, you know, step in and forcefully introduce regulation now because of what's happened and it's really 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 unfortunate people were saying on my in the comment section just tell people to you know not not keep their coins on the exchange not a lot of people understand how to go about doing this because you do doesn't mean that everybody else does because you've got it in cold storage doesn't mean that everybody does people are busy people live different live, live, live different lives people have different amounts of time that they can dedicate to this kind of stuff. Yes, it's a simple solution, but that's a simple solution for you. It may not be a simple solution for somebody else. You know, storage of your of your of your memorable keys, right? Your words, right? People may not be able to do that. It sounds simple, but it's not always simple in execution. And it doesn't matter how much we recommend that. The amount of people that are in crypto right now with the money that is actually in crypto right now, thinking about the people who have lost money, it's just too much. And I cannot see, I cannot see where or how this doesn't end up with massive, massive regulation. I, I personally cannot see it. But I do want to share with you kind of like a, a, a clip um, of Kevin O'Reilly, basically. And um, he's talking about what he thinks is actually going to happen next. And it's really, really interesting because, you know, you have people like Kevin, Kevin O'Reilly and you have people like uh, BlackRock um, and Secure Capital. Those are the guys who actually end up getting stung. Those guys have clout. They have influence. And what will happen is that these guys will go and use their influence to ensure that this never happens to them ever again let alone just the normal investor. And in a way, this is a good thing because for people like him to sit up and be like, this can never happen again, he will use his influence to ensure that actually not only would it not impact him as a VC, but it will therefore not filter down into just normal people, hopefully. But this is what, um, this is what 
Kevin O'Reilly had to say. And they keep this big. It was a terrible investment, 100%. And I lost my money. I get it. Um, I'm a diversified investor. I make mistakes. This is one of them. But I learned from my mistakes. This won't be happening again. If I'm going to put serious capital to work in a broker-dealer, in an exchange, it's going to be one that's regulated, that has transparency, and has the same rules of test that every other exchange that deals in stocks and bonds has. Another day. There you go. I mean, it, it, is, it is all very, very simple. I mean, I don't know how we just assume that crypto would be able to continue to operate without the fiduciary responsibilities of traditional investment houses just because of the purpose for which it was built and maybe on some of the technology on which it's built as well. Those days are long, long gone. And I'll be extremely surprised if we don't start to see a regulation come in very, very quick, very, very quickly, actually. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I, I know that people will still disagree with me, and that's completely fine. But I think we've seen enough right now to uh, to kind of put a peg in it and to, for people to be like, okay, you know what? Something needs to be done here. Because, you know, when you start looking at the Twitter feed of people who have lost money, who have still got money in there, and that's their entire life savings, they will never get their money back. Imagine you had 200 grand or 100 grand or even 30 grand, 10 grand, 5 grand, all of your life savings. That's it. You know, your, the, the money for your kids' university fees or your kids' college fees in an exchange like this, and you lost it because someone is irresponsible, didn't really care about his fiduciary responsibilities, thought he could do whatever he wanted because there was no regulation in place. Would you not want to see some kind of regulation? Most of the regulatory bodies, SEC, FCA included, what their job is to do is to basically make sure that people don't lose confidence in the financial markets. What's happened here is a direct threat to the confidence in the financial markets. And people can argue whether or not crypto actually fits within the financial markets or not, and how much of, of an influence crypto has on the financial markets. But in my mind, anyone who tries to level that argument is arguing against themselves because for the longest time people have been arguing that crypto is the replacement for the traditional financial markets you know we talk about how you know uh, crypto is outperforming markets the comparison has always been against the traditional financial markets so there is no way there is no way that the, the sec or the regulator can sit by and allow this stuff to happen and for the confidence in the financial markets to be dented. And I'll be very, very surprised. I'm sure you guys will let me know in the comments. I'm just looking at um, <laughs> looking at the chat right now. Um, someone said, oh, I might actually put this as a poll. Thanks, little trader. I don't know. He, I mean, seriously, they must have nicked him by now. He must be in a lockup by now, right? Because surely you would want, you, the authorities would want to have a conversation with him, right? Surely. I mean, you've got to get people out of the Bahamas or something. Like It's crazy, mate. It's, it's just absolutely nuts. But what do you think? Do you think he should go to prison? I think he should. I, I think he should be at least, he should be in the nick somewhere whilst they're investigating what's going on. Um, innocent until proven guilty and all that. But, you know, under normal circumstances, you'd be in the nick right now.
This is a really good point, just goes to show how careless some of the big cats really can be. Absolutely, absolutely true. I mean, there will be people at BlackRock who would have lost their jobs. Sequoia Capital, people would have lost their jobs over this. How they put money into a company that doesn't have a board of directors, I just don't know. Um, what's his name? Um, what's the Indian guy's name who's a billionaire? There was a, There's a really interesting... I don't know whether I can actually find it on here. There was a really, really interesting clip of him talking about, you know, he obviously got pitched, um, Shamath, he got pitched by um, FTX. And he said, look, in order for us to go go forward, there are three recommendations. One of them was we need to create a board, uh, so on and so forth. And the, uh, <laughs> the response that he got back was um, very, very blunt, telling him to F off, essentially. And I think that kind of paints the picture of what was going on there and and how the big cats didn't see it. I have no idea. I just I just don't know. Yes, he had obviously political will because SBF apparently is one of the biggest donators to the Biden campaign, forty million dollars. I think there was only one one person ahead of him. So obviously he's networked in the right arenas. He's got in places of influence and that may have been a factor but that does not that doesn't take away the responsibility for you know hedge funds big houses like blackrock and secure capital to actually do proper due diligence um so god knows what was happening there someone just saying here greed um was the motivator in this situation pure lack of regulations and corrupt management 100 i would actually agree with that People are talking about regulation. What do you think heavy, heavy regulation would be? You know what? I would think that would bring in um, they would bring in rules similar to what you would have for most investment houses. Um, I mean, things like capital adequacy. You you cannot run a company where you are holding client money and not have capital ad adequacy. That would have been the first thing. I mean, whether it already applied to him, I don't know. He clearly ignored it. But those are the kind of things that need to be brought in. He should have been keeping money in segregated accounts, right? Customer money in segregated accounts. He wasn't doing that. Whether they knew that or not, I have no idea. But, you know, there has to be heavy regulation. And I think even tighter um, because of what's happened and because of the number of failures that we've seen over the last year or so. Yeah, someone saying here that, you know, if, if I do agree and I don't agree with you there, mate, because at the end of the day, you so even though animated was was regulated, right, he's moving money from one company to another and it's client money he's moving. You that wouldn't have been able to happen if it was the other way around. Right. If animator had to send money over there. He wouldn't be they wouldn't be able to do that. And the thing that he was doing as well was he was he was leveraging money off FTT, which was worthless anyway. So it's almost like you're, you're lending money, but the collateral that you're using is your own property that isn't worth anything. It's like, I've got a car outside that's worth 10,000 pounds. I'm going to give it to another company and say it's worth 100,000 pounds. And because it's my company, I'm going to take it knowing that the car that it's, that's collateralized against is only worth 10,000 pounds. It's mad. It's just, it's just stupid. It's just, it's nuts. Uh, Pete's bank only have a fraction of your money. Uh, if there was a bank run, would fail. Yeah, but that's true, mate. But it's completely different. Like you can't compare. You cannot compare 
the banks. And so what, where do you think the money from crypto is coming from then? All the money that's in these, in these investment companies, is it, is it not the same? The point is they didn't have liquidity. Now, with banks, they're heavily regulated. Now, you have a financial system that is in place to protect the banks on a run of money, which is why they're heavily regulated. There will be certain things the banks can and cannot do in order not to jeopardize their position where they might get to a point where there is a run on the bank. They've got a layer of regulation that prevents, on, prevents them from doing certain things to prevent that. Crypto doesn't have that right now. So we can argue around, 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 you know, uh, where does the money actually exist? All of this money doesn't, isn't actually real. There isn't enough money in circulation. That's facts. It's always been facts for the last 30 to 50 odd years. The, the emergence of crypto doesn't actually change that in, in any way, shape or form. But the point is there are measures and protections in place to make sure that as you enter into a certain kind of situation, you are limited on the kind of things that you can do, or at least you have checks and balances on the things that you can do in order you don't get to the point where there is going to be a run on the banks. We haven't had a run on the banks since 2007, 2008. And ever since then, they introduced capital adequacy measures to ensure that if it ever happened again, they have to have cash set aside. And that almost, to a certain extent, solves what you're saying there in terms of there wouldn't be enough money there because the capital adequacies are very, very stringent and they're very, very strict around what you need to have available. Even if you have a financial advisory firm, you need to have capital, capital adequacy because it's part of the regulation. That's what we need to see in the crypto space right now. And I'm, I really, really hope, I really do hope that it comes in at some point in some way, shape or form. That's just my view. You can take your own view. I'm not here to brainwash anyone or anything like that. But, you know, with my experience in the industry, that's the way I see things. And you don't have to you don't have to agree. But it is an interesting conversation to have because, unfortunately, we can't have crypto and people in crypto running around doing what they're doing in the way that they have been doing it. You know, one bad, that bad actor is one thing. You have in two or three people within a very, very short period of time who have kind of abused the trust and the power that they have, that you start to question, you know, where the powers of B come in to control and protect ordinary people at the end of the day. Doesn't mean that crypto is finished. Doesn't mean that the applications for crypto is, is completely um, unworthy. No, it doesn't. It just means that essentially there has to be some changes. And I, I firmly believe that there will be. And it's a shame really, because where you think crypto would have done and where it could have been without these setbacks, we're going to take longer to get there now. And that's just a damn shame. Or because somebody was greedy and didn't really want to play by the rules and thought that the world was their oyster. It is what it is, I guess, right? But try telling that to people who have actually lost money. See how you feel about that. But anyway, guys, I appreciate you for uh darling in it is sunday um next week is going to be a busy week we've got the budget next thursday um there are already some things coming through in the news around what is expected to come out which i've been tracking uh today um i'm going to be out for most of the week so when i do lives it's probably not going to be from here it's going to be from a different location which means they will look slightly differently um, but I'll be commenting on that heavily next week because it will be interesting to see what actually is going to be in the budget in terms of some of the interventions, some of the things that, that they're mentioning. 
are going to be are going to be painful. There are some positive things. There are some really really painful things to come down the track, as far as I can see at this point. But I will provide a bit more commentary. I will do a live on Thursday evening for sure. Um, it might be a little bit later in the evening because I'll be coming back from Leeds because I've got to do Channel Four during the day on Thursday, um, unless they change it. Um, but yeah, I'll be doing that on Thursday evening. So just keep posted for that. Um, I've got some other bits and pieces coming on during the week as well in the run-up to that. But we'll see what happens. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Hey, do me a favor. If you haven't already, smash the like button. Um, that will really help with the video uh, and getting out as well. But guys, have a good Sunday evening. I will catch you during the week. Cheers.